делать. You have found us. More podcast where we want you to know God more deeply, find lasting freedom, discover your destiny, and make an eternal difference. Well, welcome to this week's podcast. Do you wonder why you take the time each week to listen to more podcasts? Well, let me tell you why. Uh, more podcast stands for maximizing opportunities for right now and eternity. So stop asking yourself why you listen. Just never forget to listen and pass it on. Uh, this message was brought to you by the snacks hidden at the back of your pantry because discovering forgotten cookies is life's little treasure hunt. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Is that pretty good? Yes, you think? I yeah. love that. It's good. Yeah. Uh, well, here to help me with your weekly dose of more goodness, the only person I know who can claim a black belt in karaoke, Pastor Gary Mendel. All right, sitting across the table from me, the once super amazing man <laughs> on a moped <laughs> who tried to jump the Grand Canyon on a moped. Yes. Pastor Alex Norton. And I've lived to talk about it. Thank you. Woo -woo. Yes. Here I am. I think it just kind of died out in the conceptual <laughs> stages of the thing. It just would never make it, you know? Yeah. Just, I don't know. That, where do you think Evil Knievel got his inspiration? Oh, my gosh. How many... That guy broke so many bones. Yeah, almost like every one. Yeah, think. I think they said at one time he broke every bone in his was body. It, I think it was over 100, but yeah. He's uh, in, he's not... Is he Is he dead? Mm-hmm. Okay. Shows how much I pay attention. Uh, this week is a stellar week for me. I am completely excited because the new Ahsoka uh, series come on. It's come on the uh, Disney Channel for Star Wars, and so I just I can't. You're I, speaking another language. Oh, sorry, no sorry. idea. What well, I'm just about. I'm excited. Those of you out there, you know what I'm talking about that listen to Star Wars and like Star Wars. Uh, yeah, so there's new series coming on. So I, I didn't want to watch it. it. Came out midnight last night, and I just couldn't stay awake. So I'm going to have to watch it sometime tonight. Okay. I'm really pumped about it. Um, also, uh, today, because it's Wednesday, uh, we have the presidential uh, debates wow. for the Republican Party. Okay. Uh, and so that's going to be interesting to uh, see what happens. Uh, Donald Trump apparently is not going to show up for it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't know. <laughs> I've heard I've heard about a million different theories on strategies on that. With good good call bad call you know yeah so well actually he has to show up he has to show up in uh <laughs> at the jail house i guess because for his arraignment so oh, okay he's uh he's being processed for that <laughs> along with mayor or former mayor giuliani mm. uh so that'll be interesting to see that happen this week uh well in case you're wondering we finally found the the twitter pod uh, podcast twitter okay it's uh more podcast now mm. you know at twitter mm-hmm so if you're looking for us, and then if you got something to say, you know, put it on there. Be, you know, be encouraging, be nice. But we want to hear from you, and it's a good way for us to get real time information uh, from you. Some thoughts, some you know, compliments, mostly compliments. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we do have some twitters that came in uh, this uh, today, uh, just for the show, and so I wanted to make sure I, I got these out here. Uh, Podcast the Attic said. Just stumbled upon more podcasts, and now I'm questioning whether my ears were truly living their best lives before. It's like my earbuds found their soulmate. That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty good, you know? Yeah. Thank you, uh, Podcast Addict. Uh, podcast Obsessed. Uh, start listening to the more podcasts, and suddenly my daily commute is a nonstop roller coaster of knowledge, laughter, and strange but wonderful facts. Highly recommend more podcast. And then the last one here is... Uh, uh, tuned into the more podcast for the first time and ended up binge listening until 2 a.m. It's like the best sleepover with friends who just <laughs> happen to be hilarious and incredibly smart. Late night listening. Wow. Yeah. That was a <laughs> that's a huge compliment to you. Uh, that's uh, I don't know what that I the sleepover part I'm kind of a little concerned about, but um, yeah, I get it. All right. Well, Pastor Gary. Uh, so what's what's been going on with you? You uh, well. Amazing week this week. Of course, having the uh, vision service outdoors was great, and we'll talk about that in a little while. But uh, uh, we're, we're in the middle of uh, some projects. Uh, actually, we um, put the nail in the uh, coffin on a couple of them so that they're all wrapped up, packaged up, and ready to go. Yeah. And uh, we started a new one this morning. So uh, Brian, <laughs> Brian Budnick, my uh, sidekick there, yeah. out there, we, we came up with a new project, and so we got it all laid out, and uh, he should be... 
getting after it here pretty quick. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I know you're, you're tired, but you, yeah. you really seem to thrive when it comes to these kind of projects. Yeah. I, I am definitely a task oriented person. Yeah. For sure. And, um, so I, I can really get, get geared up for doing things and I love to check things off the list. Yeah. Sometimes I'm with I'll you. add it to the list and check it right off. We were talking about that at staff meeting uh, yesterday about how a lot of us are list uh, makers and we like to check boxes and get them mm-hmm. done. And, mm-hmm. and even stuff that we've completed, we put on the list so we can check it off just for the yeah the sheer joy of checking something off. And then telling people about it. <laughs> yeah. And then like, hey, hey, let me tell you something about it. Well, um, what's this project? Well, we used to have a storage area out on the north uh, wing, but when we put on the Solid Rock Center, it you know, connector, yeah. we lost that storage space. And so we're adding a new storage space back in under oh. the um, east wing overhang. Oh, really? Yeah, it'll be a 20-foot, uh, you know where the golf shed is? Yeah. yeah. Okay, it'll be the the mirror right on the other side of the golf shed. Oh, good. I'm, I haven't come up with a name for it quite yet, but um, it'll yeah. be a 20-foot uh, storage area. We're going to put a garage door on this one, Ooh. a roll-out garage door, so that nice. we can wheel in uh, storage carts for tables and chairs very nice yeah, yeah i like that pretty excited changing it up from the other side mm-hmm. which is the just the door and then you yeah. put yeah i like that idea well we can hide a lot of stuff in there couldn't we mm-hmm. which we don't want to do we, we, we like, don't i like to have everything in its place right and uh, everything has a space and so it, it'll be pretty cool we're pretty excited <laughs> it seems to be one of our our big issues a lot of times on staff it, is it is this seems like people bring us stuff, we get stuff, and then we have to figure out where to put the stuff. Yeah. We, at Harbor Light, we just maximize every square inch. Yeah. And uh, with that, sometimes storage is at the bottom of the heap, you know? Yeah. And so being able to keep things where they need to be is always at the, you know, important place for us to be able to create. Yeah, right. And then we we sometimes have to file it in mm-hmm. the big drawer in the mm-hmm. back, you mm-hmm. know? And the big drawer in the that they haul away every <laughs> month. They haul away and get rid of. Uh, not saying that anything you've brought, if you're listening, we've thrown away, but uh, there have been some stuff we've thrown away. Yep. I yeah. actually, we, somebody threw away something someone donated, Uh-oh. and then they saw it in the dumpster, oh, and they no. dug in there got it out. Did they really? Yep. Oh, my gosh. You know, uh, a while back, this is a long time ago, but a while back, uh, I had five walkers. Yeah. You know, people used to walk around, you uh-huh. know, and- I'm like trying to give them to anybody, the senior center, other hospital. Nobody wants them. Nobody mm-hmm. was going to touch them. Mm-hmm. And so I put them in there and, and my wife's like, you know, that's just a, such a waste to get rid of these walkers. I went back the next day and they were gone. Somebody got them. Huh? Somebody took all of them out of there. I, I wish I would have known that person probably ahead the, of time. The scrappers. Yeah, probably. But it was <laughs> all these walkers in there. One time I had, uh, I had a broken leg. And I had to get um, some crutches, you know, and so I didn't want to buy a new one. So I went over to the Friendship Center. Yeah. And you're supposed to rent them. And they opened up the, the storage. They had a storage shed. Yeah. They opened up the storage shed with uh, all the crutches in there. And yeah. they're like, here, these are the best. And they gave me like the super deluxe ones. Yeah. And I'm like, well, how much are they to rent? They're like, please just don't bring them back. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want you to rent them. Right. Just, 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 just take, take them. them. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was it was funny. In, in the Salvation Army, the big thing that we always got was uh, adult diapers. Oh, and we would get cases and cases and cases of adult diapers from the hospital, from senior Uh centers, from Uh rest homes. And we would beg people, you know, use them, use them for your dog, use them for your cat, Mm -hmm. use them for anything you possibly can think of. Please. Yeah. Just take these. At Harbor Light one time we had three rascals, you know, those battery operated. Oh yeah. 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 Three of those. So when people weren't watching, we, we race them around every once in a while. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we got those out to some new homes, but uh, yeah, we had three rascals. At that is a, awesome. Time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd been fun. Well, yesterday, last night, about nine forty-five, uh, my wife and I went to Lowe's. Okay, because I've got an inter- interesting text from my son. Mm. He uh, got himself a little work crew together, and they tr- they surprised us. They started putting the floor down in our house. Nice. And so, you know, I got one room done, which is a family closet. Yeah. So he took pictures of it and he's like, Hey, look at what's going on in your house. And I'm like, that's, that's our bedroom. And he's laying down the floor that's with his buddy, Nacho, who's a friend of uh, Neil Tibetan. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was total surprise. Nice. So we had to go get some more flooring yesterday, uh, last night. So as I'm getting out of the car, cause I had to drive his car. And if you know, his car, it's real small. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I stepped out with my left leg and it did not hold me. Oh, no. So I went head first into the rail for the carts. Oh. And I'm laying there, 
sort of on the rail. And I'm like, I cannot believe this just happened. Wow. And my wife's like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just, let me <laughs> upright myself. But it was the weirdest thing. I just stepped out on my left leg, not thinking about it. Cause I've been walking around on it. Sure. You know, so as long as I'm walking around, I'm fine, but it just would not, not lift me out of the car. Wow. So that was a fun, fun time. So yeah. I'm limping around mm -hmm. uh, Lowe's and they were getting ready to close. And, and, uh, so, uh, by the time we got everything done and we got it to the car, had about three or four guys from Lowe's like loading in our car because they want to leave. Right. But I'm like, this is great. Thank you. I appreciate it. So that's thank pretty, you Lowe's for your help. Plan. Yeah. Plan. I was, <laughs> I thought it was great. And, uh, so that was, that was my time last night. Um, okay. So we got some thoughts for the weekend. You know, we're always trying to give you something interesting to think about and talk about. And boy, do I have some great. Uh, topics for you to raise around the barbecue. I know we're getting closer to uh, fall and it's getting to that point where things are going to start moving in that direction. So mm -hmm. maybe you know, around the bonfire more than anything else now, you know. Okay. Uh, so uh, this just hit AP News. Uh, there was a T-Rex racing uh, that happened over the weekend. I don't know if you knew that or not. T-Rex no, racing. I'm, I'm very interested because tonight our study, you know, the Wednesday Night Live is on dinosaurs. It's on dinosaurs. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, this might, you might want to use a story. Uh, apparently 200 people took over a horse track for the annual T-Rex fun run in Auburn, Washington. Uh, this year it was a photo finish by a claw as the contestants uh, ran around the track in inflatable costumes that were T-Rex. You ever seen those before? I have. Yeah. So they ran around. Uh, no one was hurt except for some hometown pride because somebody outside of Washington won the, the award. Kim from Hawaii ran the 100 yards and beat her closest rival by an inflatable claw. Wow. It was a picture finish. Wow. And uh, so, yeah, it's funny to watch these guys running around because if you've seen those things, they're like, they make you like nine feet tall. Yep. I don't know how you see all those things, but they ran around and it was just a, you know, it seemed like a fun, fun activity. That's great. Yeah. It might be worth, uh, you know, maybe trying it here. I, you know, I wonder I have, if maybe I should wear one of those when I teach class tonight. Oh, that's a great idea. That would be fun, wouldn't it? You know that, that Halloween store is open. Yeah, but don't we know someone who has one of these? I don't know. All right. You might have to put it out there, but... Yeah, it might be worth you investing in your your talk by getting. Of course, one. I got my shirt on. You have that shirt, mm -hmm. but I mean, if you walked out there and started talking in that outfit, it would be great. I think my class would clear out <laughs> and come over to see what's going on there. Because <laughs> uh, the, you know, coffee and donuts is not going to hold them. You know, when yeah. you got a T Rex running around. Uh, okay, so another story from AP News is uh, unexpected power outages in New Jersey last week. Uh, this is an interesting story because the power outages are not normal uh, for this area. And if they do happen, it's usually really bad. But this situation, apparently the power outage that cut electricity to the New Jersey community a week ago was due to an unlikely culprit. A fish that was apparently dropped by a bird landed on a transformer and caused it to blow. And so officials said that a large part of the community was out of power for quite a few hours because they had to figure out what the heck was going on. Okay. And then they got in there and they found a fish laying somehow on the transformer that caused it to, to yeah. blow. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know? I mean, terrorists should not know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, about uh, two two summers ago, we had a little infestation of um, red squirrels. Yeah. And this is before I knew the critical commander was on call. But uh, so we took out about nine or ten of them with a... Uh, Rat traps. Yeah. <laughs> and then one of them was so smart, we could not catch him. Yeah. And then uh, about a week later, we hear a giant pop, and all the power went out, and he had gotten himself up in the transformer. Are you and, kidding me? No, I'm not joking. And then when the electric power guys came out, they're like, red squirrel. Oh, <laughs> so that, no way. That one got it. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. Yeah. No more for him. Uh, yeah, when when uh, we were working on our house, and, and my father-in-law was over there doing the... the uh, what do you call it, the breaker box? Uh -huh. uh, he opened it up, and there was a mouse that had bitten to a wire and died in there at okay. some point. Uh -huh. But the power was so strong that he hit that he was sticking out straight out from the wire, uh -huh. and his all of his you know legs and everything oh, were sticking out. Yeah, that's cool. And my my father in law actually had to use pliers to get his mouth off the the wire <laughs> to get him out of there. And he's like, "You want this?" And I'm like, "No, we don't want it." And he's, I, you know, I kept it around for a little bit to scare Amy, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know what, uh, it, I guess a fish can cause a power outage and apparently it happened in New Jersey. Uh, this last one is kind of, uh, interesting, but also kind of, uh, scary in a way. Uh, robot takes podium as orchestra, uh, conductor in Seoul, Korea, an Android robot named ever six 
took the conductor's podium in Seoul on Friday evening to lead a performance by South Korea's National Orchestra, marking the first such attempt in the country. Uh, the two-arm robot designed by the uh, Korea Institute of Industrial Technology made its debut at the National Theater of Korea, leading musicians in the country's National Orchestra. The robot with a humanoid face first bowed to the audience and started waving its arms to control the tempo of the live show. Uh, the conductor said movements by a conductor are very detailed. Uh, Choi Su Yol, I think I'm saying that right, who led Friday's performance alongside the robot, said the robot was able to present such detailed moves much better than I had imagined. Wow. That's, that's weird. Yeah. A robot leading an orchestra. The funny part was I kept reading the article, and apparently the robot couldn't hear anything. Really? So what it was doing was somehow was watching movements or news on it. Yeah. You know, built in metronome, right? Yeah. And probably watching, the, could read music. So it was reading the music, but it was, it wasn't able to hear. They didn't have, uh, it had it set up for hearing, but can you imagine, you know, that situation where you've got a, a robot leading one of the top orchestras in the world. Hmm. And I guess this guy said it was better than sometimes what he does. Wow. That's I, great. I just, yeah. Oh yeah. That's great. I mean, <laughs> It just makes me nervous. Uh, these AI robots and stuff are starting to move in a little bit too close to home. Well, that's uh, some of the the news that you can use around the you know the fire pit or around the barbecue. Uh, you know, enjoy these topics, have fun with them. But I just I think these are kind of weird. You know, I think some of us should probably get some T Rex racing outfits and get out there and have some fun. We have a track around here, don't we? Uh, over at the fairgrounds is yeah. like a track yeah we could use that one maybe maybe you should make a an anonymous comment uh you know to their website and say hey you know what t-rexing racing might be a new thing to start <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be back after this break Well, we just got some more tweets coming in, Pastor Gary. Uh, these are some interesting ones, too. Uh, Podcast Love wrote, The more podcast is like having a backstage pass to the most entertaining conversations I laughed. I learned, and now I can't stop telling everyone about it. Well, it's pretty it's good. Working. Yeah, your, little, your little discussion thing's working. Yeah, I think so. Uh, another one here came in. Uh, I've officially become a walking encyclopedia of random facts, all thanks to the more podcasts. See, those stories are coming out. Yeah. My friends are baffled by my newfound ability to drop knowledge bombs at every turn. See? Mm-hmm. See, so what we're doing mm -hmm. is, is making an impact. People are actually, you know, finding ways to use those stories. Uh, and this is the last one is listening to the more podcasts is like having a personal comedy club and Ted talk session rolled into one, uh, whoever said you can't laugh and learn simultaneously clearly hasn't heard this gem best of both worlds, man. Yeah. That's, that's some really good stuff. I think that's pretty good. I, I think, uh, you know, we're, we're making headway. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I told you that uh, a couple weeks ago we had 1300 downloads yes. of our podcast in one week. Mm -hmm. So Something, something's happening. Right. I, I think that, I think it, you know, it's probably some of those connections you made with those other, you know, websites and yeah. podcasts. And then you got us on there. And so other people are probably tapping in. Just seeing what's going on there. Right. Uh, yeah, I got it. Uh, it was interesting. I was talking to somebody uh, last weekend and they were telling me that somebody doesn't go to our church, but lives in, uh, uh, in Gaylord, okay. listens to our more podcasts all the time. Mm. Uh, it's a retired vet. And uh, they just happened to hear about it. This person told them about it. And they said they, they love it. They listen to it every day when they do their workouts. Nice. Uh, and so they're going through our whole... Uh, our whole... Uh, archive? Archive. Thank you. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. the word I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. The archive, yeah, to uh, talk about. You know, and they, they said they just love uh, how we're willing to put the Bible with funny and being real and, you know, that stuff. Wouldn't it be great if somebody actually downloaded all of our first season and we would give them like a hundred bucks if they were to turn that in because we lost our whole yeah archive on the first season. So I, I'd give a hundred bucks for anybody that could come up with all the episodes in season one. That'd be great. Yeah, because I yeah, there's like how many do we do? Like fifteen. Oh yeah, more than that. More I than think. that. You think? Yeah. 
Yeah, we had a whole year's worth that got lost with that mm -hmm. previous uh, company that we worked with. Yep. Uh, that produced our uh, podcast. So that's official. I'd give a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. bucks for anybody who gives me all the episodes from season one. Wow, that's pretty good. So these are not these are not gospel bucks. These are like these real are real bucks. Okay. That, yeah. No. Okay. All right. All right. I, and I, nowadays, I mean, for a hundred bucks, you could probably get yourself a bag of chips and a pop. Yeah, but it's worth it. I, I like that idea. I think okay. that's going to be good. I think we should definitely. It's official. It's out there. Okay, it's out 100 there. Bucks. So the, you know. Archive retrieval. $100. <laughs> Archive retrieval. We'll be right back. Discover the magic of transforming spaces with Sean Meyer Construction. From visionary designs to impeccable craftsmanship, we're your partner in creating remarkable homes. If you're looking for a contractor to do the right thing at the right time, for the right price. Let him build your dream together. Contact Sean Meyer Construction. Get rapture ready with your favorite host today, Pastor Gary and Pastor Alex Norton, as they come to you with information that you need to make it through the times coming ahead and more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. on you groovy cats get up and dance hey you know what i want to do yeah right before we go into the rapture talk right there yeah i want to i want to make a spoof of the more podcast from that new anthony the oliver anthony song oh yeah Are you familiar with that song yeah yeah, yeah the guy that sings about yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, we should make a spoof of our show from that tune i like that do you think we can do that i'd have to, i can work on it yeah i think we could i, I think we'd do it yeah, I mean it's a simple enough song as far right, as the right. yeah. I you should we, be able to do that. I think we yeah. I think I should write a, a spoof of that and then okay. get down and do it. Yeah, I like that idea. Okay, I'll work on that and uh, we'll uh, we'll put that out there. Uh, uh, He's number debut. one on the Billboard charts. Yeah, did you hear he was offered eight million dollars? Yeah, I heard that, and he turned it down. Right, and said I, I don't want to get into the business. Mm -hmm. He goes, I, I play locally and do all this stuff. It's that's all that I want to do. Mm -hmm. But I'm a family man. I want to be with my family and all this other stuff. I'm like, that was really cool. And people are like shocked mm -hmm. that this guy would turn down eight million dollars. Yeah, and I heard on the news last night that there are people on the other side that are criticizing him now and you know trying to get him canceled. And of course, yeah. Of course, because it's called he, jealousy, jealousy, and he's talking about what the current situation is, yeah. and uh, people don't want to hear it. That's right. Uh, okay, so in rapture ready news, we got an interesting story here. Fourteen American cities uh, have aimed to ban meat, dairy, private cars by twenty thirty. Uh, this is coming from Red State News reports. Uh, I guess according to the article, 14 major American cities are part of a globalist climate organization known as the C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group, which has an ambitious target by the year 2030 to get rid of all meat consumption, all dairy consumption. And they also added to this list uh, three new clothing items per person per year are going to be allowed under this, this statement. Uh, private vehicles will not be owned anymore and short haul return flights. So you can't get on the plane and just go wherever you want. They're going to try to ban that. Mm -hmm. uh, but you are allowed to do three years, uh, three a year per person. That's according to this. Uh, C40's dystopian goals can be found in the uh, future of urban consumption in a, a 1.5 degree world uh, report, which was published in 2019, but then was just now. Uh, Reemphasized in 2023 at their conference, uh, and, and the conference apparently is a bunch of really uber wealthy people that are in this. Uh, the organization is headed and largely funded by Democrat billionaire Michael Bloomberg. You know, no surprise there. Uh, nearly 100 cities across the world make up this organization, and the American cities that are members of this are Austin, Texas, Boston, Chicago, Houston, Los Angeles, Miami. New Orleans, New York, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Portland, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and Seattle. Do you notice a trend there on that list? Aren't these all sanctuary cities, too? Yes. Hmm, interesting. All, all blue cities, all sanctuary cities, and all cities with major problems. Mm -hmm. And so they want to ban, I mean, what, the, what does the, that the, even do? You, you know, th th there's no freedom right. in this approach to things. There's no individual freedom none i mean banning meat consumption i mean come on i mean oh my gosh I'm, i was thinking about that i was reading that to my wife and i thought 
That is ridiculous. And it's all because they think that the animals, the more animals we, we, we mm-hmm. uh, produce. That I, we're I don't creating. know if I mentioned this on the show before, you know, but uh, apparently cows are the number one, you know, problem with climate change. Yeah. Cows, right. Yeah. You know, what happens, what, what happened when we had 30 million you know, 30 million buffalo running around, which is basically a big cow. Right, yeah. 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 Well, did, why didn't we have problems when we had 30 million of those? And Right. We're, we're, you know, when did that happen? Well, nobody was here to actually oh, write okay. it down. Yeah, that's okay. the problem. Yeah. Gotcha. But, you know, the other thing, too, is we keep talking about this climate change. And there's a funny little uh, meme that's out there by Babylon News that the hurricane that hit California. Mm-hmm. You know, before the hurricane, they were talking about how climate change was was causing all these wildfire wildfires and now the hurricane's coming and they're getting all this rain that they haven't had in a while. And so mm-hmm. that's climate change. Mm-hmm. You can't win. Yeah. You cannot win right. with that, these arguments. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter what you do. Uh, everything seems to be associated with something that's not really verifiable or scientific, mm-hmm. which you're bringing up in your class. Yeah. Yeah. And it just seems like one thing after another, uh, you know, I guess this is a concern in a way that, you know, as uh, Christians, you know, we're going to be moving into a time where uh, these kind of things are going to be coming more and more a part of the the conversation in our country. And, uh, you know, definitely we need to pray about it. But, I mean, again, like we said many times before, there's going to be a time we're going to have to draw a line in the sand and say, hey, listen, you're not taking my chickens. I'm going to grow chickens and have eggs. And, you know, I, I refuse. I personally refuse to give up my gas vehicle. I will not buy electric car. I mean, after all the things I've seen over the, I mean, how many, there's been like two years on the internet about those Teslas blowing up in people's garages mm-hmm. because the battery faulted somehow mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And then they have never been able to make a vehicle that can haul a camper. <laughs> you know, that new Ford truck that came out yeah. the last year, they're talking about how oh, this is going to be the amazing thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, consumer report, Mm-hmm. you know, use one mm-hmm. and they hauled just a small camper and they were only able to go 90 miles before they had to yep. uh, recharge. And then when they got to wherever they were going, there was nowhere to recharge it. Right. So you're stuck. Yep. You're stuck in the middle of nowhere with this, this truck that's supposed to be the next thing that's supposed to advance us. I'm not into it. Are you, are you willing to get up your gas vehicle? No, no. no. You're going to hold on to it. Sure. Yeah. Well, well I drive a 1950 Chevy truck. I, I definitely yeah. hold on to things. Well, you're a rebel. You know, you're the, you're the person that they're coming after because you just won't give up that stuff. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, all these people that have cows and chickens and everything else. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. It, it takes away the ability for us as human beings to survive on our own and not be. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I seem to have identified what the plan is. Yeah. Oh yeah. To complete be totally dependence. Yeah. Complete dependence on. And when the word dependence is spelled C-O-N-T-R-O-L. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Well, that's your rapture right news. Be praying for that. I don't, I don't know. Twenty thirty seems like a long ways away, but it's only it's only a few years. Seven years. Seven years away. Years yeah. Away. So we're getting to that point where some of those things might come online. I don't know these these cities. I'm one. I don't like to go to any of these cities. I used to live in Chicago, and it was expensive to begin with before any of this stuff happened. Uh, just to imagine that this kind of garbage is going to happen. I, I don't know. I just think this is just nuts. Well, that's your rapture ready news, and uh, we'll be right back. I want you to know, God more deeply, find lasting freedom, discover your destiny, and make an eternal difference. You're listening to more podcast. Yeah, that was a good one you made last last segment yeah about the buffaloes i never oh, thought okay. about that yeah <laughs> i mean how many animals were running around prior right. to this right and they were all pooping yeah. in the woods yeah yeah gassing us out and still somehow the world you know made it happen i don't know yeah. i just uh yeah just makes you think about a lot of things what were these people trying to trying to do here uh well we're uh harbor light bible trivia uh we've got uh some people that uh answered the last week's question uh, some of those were Shelly Dale, Ben Butnick, uh, Leslie Butnick again, uh, and then Alan Kaburski. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Alan. Sometimes I get a little tongue tied on some of these names. Alan K. 
you know, there he, you yeah, he won. Uh, so you got swag waiting for you when you get uh, to church on Sunday. Uh, last week, sorry, I didn't put the swag up because we're out in the tent. It would be kind of weird to try to set up a special table for that, but it'll be here and uh, you can uh, go through it and get your swag for uh, answering the question correctly. Uh, but uh, if you're willing to uh, answer the question and send it in to us, you can send it to harborlightbibletrivia at gmail.com, harborlightbibletrivia at gmail.com, all lowercase, and let us know what your answer is. And I promise, we have said this before, we will not say anything bad about you or make fun of you, at least not all of you. Ben usually is one of the topics, but we won't make fun of you. And uh, we promise that, uh, you know, we'll have some swag for you. Um, it's one of our many gifts that we give to our listeners when uh, they answer that question. So last week's question, do you remember? I do. Yes. What was it? It's uh, what, what's the one thing that you're supposed to do with the vision or goal that God gives you according to Habakkuk chapter 2. Verses oh, that's two. right. <laughs> Habakkuk. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and you did talk about it in your sermon. I did. So again, you could have gotten the answer. Mm-hmm. Just coming to church. Just coming come, to church. Oh, coming to church is like a swag guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. Because you will find out at some right. point right. what it means. We yeah. like to do what's called stacking the dominoes. You know, right. ask the question on the board, come to church, get the answer, get your swag. That's just like, yeah, everything's moving in your direction. So if you do that, you will find out the answer. Yeah. Or you can watch it on YouTube because it does get posted there. Uh, so, Pastor Gary, what is the question for this week? This is the last one before we do the big drawing. Well, did you want me to give the answer then? Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Well, the yeah. answer was write the vision down and make it plain on tablets or on a piece of paper. So write down what God told you to do. Yes. What is the goal? What is the thing that you need to get accomplished? Right. And you need to write it down and make it simple on a piece of paper. That's the instructions. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Do you get it? There you go. <laughs> there you go. Write it down. Uh, so, so the question for this week, what do we got? Okay, so the question for this week, setting up, of course, the sermon that's coming up. Yes. Um, we are going to be talking about culture. And uh, so tell me um, what it was like at the time. What was culture like at the time of the flood? Oh. Okay, so I think if you go to Genesis chapter 6, you should be able to nail um, what yeah. the culture was like. Genesis chapter 6. It's found in actually about two or three different places in the scripture. It'll, yeah. it'll define it for you, but there's like a little key phrase that we're looking for. But what was it like yeah. at the time of the flood in culture? There's Yeah, there's the reference, obviously, in the Old Testament. You could look in the New Testament because yes. Peter talks about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so you had a few places that mm-hmm. you can kind of get an idea of what's going on. Uh, I think for this question, we would take pretty much any description as yeah. long as it includes... You know certain things. Yeah, yeah. Try to find that phrase. Try to find the phrase in in uh, in the Old Testament. Do you want me to give it a little hint, or is it is it, am I? You do whatever you want. Yeah. Right. Is it too vague? Do you feel? No, I th- I think okay. it's good. Yeah. All right. I'll just leave it there then. All right. And uh, so we will we will take an answer as long as it comes even close to mm-hmm. what was going on there. Uh, you know, and maybe maybe cite mm-hmm. your reference, like mm-hmm. where you got it from. Like it's not just something you like heard from Sunday school and you remember it now. Uh, but you can send that uh, answer to harborlightbibletrivia at gmail.com, harborlightbibletrivia at gmail.com, all lowercase. And next week, we will be drawing for the big prize. Okay. And remember, we have the speaker. Yep. And we also have the Toby Mac CD. Right. But also, I just got a whole bunch of brand new CDs in the package that I can give away too. So there's other swag available. Okay. So. I don't know who even uses CDs anymore, I was, but I was yeah. just going to ask that question, but you know, somebody does. Okay. I mean, some cars still have it. Yeah. To me, it seems kind of, uh, it kind of defeats the purpose now with the technology we have. Cause well, we just can, think, you know, you and I are both doing a class for Wednesday night live right now and just finding a DVD player. Right. Was yeah. a challenge. Right. Yeah. Uh, that was so funny. Cause when I was telling you about, we got the DVD player for your class Yeah. and I had bought one and I still have it for nine bucks uh-huh. at Walmart. Right. Now, if you remember when those thing, the, all those DVD players came out, I mean, they're like three, four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they could do everything <laughs> from slicing bread to cooking your your dinner. But uh, yeah, now now you get one for nine bucks. Hmm. That's how obsolete they've become. Yeah, over <laughs> just like you know, if anything says that you're getting old, those are the kind of things that happen. You know, yeah, it's kind of like when you tell your kids, "Hey, I was I was around when internet started." That one mm-hmm. blows their mind. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to see a kid, a teenager, go, what? You know? Yeah. Yeah. There was a time when internet did not exist. Well, we're going to take a 90 break and be right back and uh, get ready to do Bible talk. 
The Dam Side Inn is a historic restaurant located in Pelston, Michigan. Nestled next to the North's most scenic majesty, it offers a picturesque setting and a charming ambiance. The restaurant serves a delicious array of old country dining with its rustic charm and scenic surroundings. Making the Dam Side Inn at 6705 Woodland Road, Pelston, your next stop to make memories as a family for generations to come. The Dam Side Inn. Well, last week it was a joint service under the Big Tent, and hopefully you were there to enjoy it with the rest of us. We spent an amazing time in worship talking about all the things that God has done and, and where he's taking us in the future. And we got to hear a lot about our church's history and how we started and uh, all the amazing things that God orchestrated to bring about what we see today. And, uh, you know, it started in a home and uh, eventually went from a home to a church building to to where we have it now. And so sometimes we don't always realize how amazing God is, but over 40 years, he's definitely blessed this ministry, and uh, he continues to bless us. Uh, it's pretty obvious when we see what God's doing in our midst right now. But we wanted to talk about this idea of vision casting, and Pastor Gary uh, did a very good job, obviously, on Sunday to uh, vision cast for our church but, you know, there are some key things we want to go over again to kind of highlight what that vision casting was about. And uh, so we want to look at, you know, six key elements to uh, how vision casting uh, is helping our church uh, from Pastor Gary. And, you know, if you don't, if you've never heard that term before, basically it's a prayerful response to what God's laid on his heart. And he begins to share that uh, information with us as how, as our leader, our lead pastor to uh, lead us into the future of what we're doing. And so it's important for us to, to know this stuff. It's important for us to hear it uh, because we want to be on board. You know, we're not just a, an island of one person. We're a community. And so uh, sometimes the leader has to let the community know, hey, this is where we're going, and this is what God's laid on our heart. And uh, so it's it's a great thing when we get to hear these uh, moments and get to hear Pastor Gary's heart. And also, you know, the prayerful heart of the elders that are mm -hmm. a part of our church that lead this church as well. So, uh, Pastor Gary, I want to start out with this this concept of who we are mm -hmm. uh, as a church. Uh, what What is Harbor Light? What are, what are we? That's an excellent question. Um, so it was really fun to put together the um, the little you know calendar, looking back at what happened starting in 1977. But then it was really kind of fun to um, kind of hunker down a little bit and think through some of the values because um, uh, there are some organizations that do good at putting out their values, and you know we have core values here at Harbor Light as a staff. Yeah. But um, what are the core values? What are those those really essential things that you just can't get away from that make up Harbor Light and what makes it kind of special and unique versus any of the other places around? Um, one of them is the the authentic, passionate worship yeah. experience. Um, Harbor Light started out right from the beginning, not being a hymn singing church, but a chorus <laughs> singing church Thank or praise Jesus. and worship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that was really kind of cutting edge at that particular time. Um, then the other thing was that uh, we believe in the full gospel. We believe in the power of Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit being an active today, yeah. um, but without being weird, right? right? We didn't want to do... There were other, maybe two or three other kind of full gospel or charismatic churches in northern Michigan at that time, but they had some internal stuff going on that kind of made it. Yeah. It just didn't bring a lot of glory to the Lord, I think. It was odd. Or, or at least my dad, that's what he felt. So um, we wanted to be that church that believed in the full gospel, full power of the Holy Spirit without being weird. And um, and then also that we preached good, practical, appliable mm -hmm. sermons, powerful and very practical messages. And my dad was an excellent uh, communicator of God's word, and people gained tons and tons of information. People fell in love with the Bible. Uh, those were probably the big three. Um, some of the other core values, we've always been kind of like a church that didn't let hurdles get in the way, mm -hmm. right? Obstacles weren't, they weren't to be sides. We just went over them, yeah. right? And we didn't let anything stand in the way of the gospel. And uh, so that's been a very practical thing. Sometimes, you know, even starting your church in a house, that's a very practical thing. Um, my dad's fir first pulpit, he didn't have a pulpit. He had a fish stand. That he, <laughs> yep, he had a fish stand that's that he awesome. put a board on, a, a TV tray on top of it, and that was the first pulpit. That is awesome. Um, so just very, very practical people, didn't let things stand in the way. And the fact that everyone was welcome. Yeah. Everyone was encouraged to be here. It didn't matter what, you didn't have to dress up to come to Harbor Light, even from the very beginning. Right. And uh, you come as you are. That was even before it was popular to say those kind of things. We had people that, um, you know, had been excommunicated from certain churches because they had been divorced. One one of our first elders was, was a man who had been divorced before yeah. Christ, accepted Jesus, and um, he was actually an elder. 
So just powerful things like that. And then we did missions from the very beginning. Yeah. Before our church even had a building, we went on a mission trip to Mexico and built a building for another church in another country. That was so, a powerful story when you shared that. Yeah. Yeah. So, before our church was even going. Yep. Yeah, yeah, before we had a yeah. church, we built a church somewhere else. So, and, you know, yeah. you plant in seats. Yeah. That's, you know, yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. Yep. So I, I would say, um, you know, one of our key phrases was to win, train, and send. Yeah. Um, since I became a senior pastor, we just added one little word to that. Mm-hmm. It's win, heal, train, and send. We want to win people to Jesus, yeah. get them healed up from their past experiences, then train them up and send them out so that they can be effective in the gospel. Yeah, definitely. I, I see that a lot. You know, uh, other core values that I see that uh, you're talking about was, you know, this idea of fellowship. Mm-hmm. Is, a, is a crucial part of our, our ministry here. Yes. Um, we provide all kinds of ways for people to have fellowship. Uh, discipleship is one of our things as well. We we don't just get you saved, but we want to be a part of the long-term investment. Um, uh, the ministry obviously is important and evangelism. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that sign that's outside the door as you get ready to leave? You're mm-hmm. now entering your missions field, right? Yep. So uh, that's always been a core value. And that was something, I, you know, I, I don't know if I ever told you this, but Every church that I pastored in, I put that sign up over the door. Oh, really? Made my own, yeah. Okay. And uh, I always said, you know, this is, I got it from my home church. This is where, you know, I got the phrase from. And I always put it out everywhere. And my wife and I, we would we would preach sermons about it, talk about it, you know, mm-hmm. that this is an important core value for us as, as pastors in our own ministry, uh, that you don't just come to church to sit and, and take in, but you're to take it out and, and go and share it with other people. Uh, so that's been a, an important uh, aspect of our ministry. But uh, it's good to know that that's who we are. And I think uh, it's good for people that are listening to our podcast to know that, you know, Harbor Light is an anomaly in this area. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's an anomaly in the sense that uh, we have been able to uh, grow like we have in, in such an unpopulated area. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not normal to have that many people come to your church in a, in a community that's the size that it is. And statistically, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But we find out that, you know, for whatever reason, God keeps blessing us and bringing people in and people are becoming uh, active parts of their community. Um, you know, you look at who Harbor Light is, you start looking at the people and you realize that we have influences in a lot of different levels of our community. Uh, and so that's an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. to have in a church. You don't normally have that. Normally you, you only have maybe one cultural group that's a part of the church, but here it seems like we have a wide spectrum mm-hmm. of people that are part of this community. So, um, so that's who we are. Yeah. So, uh, Pastor Gary, here's the next question. Well, sure. if we're vision casting about this church, where, where are we going to be going? Well, that's a great question. Thanks for asking that Pastor Alex. And, um, after spending some time with the elders and praying, um, and without getting away from our core values at all, um, we really believe that the Lord wants us to um, focus in on our young people, uh, our youth ministry, which mm. includes children's ministry and our youth ministry. Um, we've done a ton for our Christian school, and we believe that's important because that's our big outreach to the other parts of um, our community. We have more than uh, 25 different churches that send some of their students to make up our student body here at Harbor Lake Christian School. That's super awesome. We've yeah. invested a ton there, but we really feel like it's time for us to invest in the youth ministry um, at a whole because young people are the target yeah. uh, that the enemy is trying to take down. You look at back all throughout history, even go back to Nazi Germany, right? It was the young people who yeah. were under attack, and they're the ones that were trying to be brought in. Um, isn't it amazing how dictators know how important young people are? So yeah. we believe that God's called us to um, make some investment, uh, personal investment, uh, capital, um, some energy into the youth ministry to come alongside uh, Pastor Matt and Chelsea Robertson and what they're doing here at Harbor Light. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you've seen the same uh, articles I have about from Barna that, you know, if a church is not willing to invest in its youth, then they're gonna they're not gonna be around exactly at, you know in about they're becoming 10 years, extinct years, even yeah. in, in even in the moment. So um, one of the things I appreciate about Harbor Light, not knocking anybody else, but you can uh, kind of peek in the window at most churches on a Sunday morning, and there's a lot of silver-haired people yeah. sitting in the pews. Um, we love silver-haired people. I yeah. <laughs> I really really appreciate, and we commented on that on Sunday morning, yeah. right? Yeah. How important it is to ask our older people the way to go. Yeah. Um, but you look out, and there's a good good peppered up, you know, we have people of all ages, um, here at Harbor Light, young families, especially. And we really want to come alongside them because they're, they're in the trenches and they are raising up their, their children now in a place where it is, um, full on yeah. attack on young people. I think it's, it's very healthy in our church to see that we have so many baby dedications. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems like we definitely have, uh, young families. We have the, you know, teens and all that stuff. And then we do have, 
the people of of uh, of the silver hair mm-hmm. uh, variety. But uh, that's very important for our church to have that kind of variety in its community because we we need the wisdom as well as we need the young strength and influence that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it kind of answered a little bit, but you know, why are we going there? Why, why did you, uh, other than what you've already said, why did you see this as being the priority? Why did the elders see this as a priority, uh, more than anything else? Cause there's a lot of things we could look at, right? I mean, as our mm-hmm. church mm-hmm. is growing and things are going on, mm-hmm. it's interesting that you, you kind of settled and focused on, on that. Right. I think it's important because, um, the fact is that most people middle-aged or, you know, young adults and middle-aged, even up into our senior, um, well-experienced years, you know, we've got our faith. We're, we're Mm -hmm. pretty solid. Um, but our young people, it, it's still a a maturing process. It's still their, that their faith hasn't become their own yet. Um, and so we've got to lay down a super heavy duty, um, foundation so that when, the onslaught comes that they will return back. As the Bible says, you know, this is a, it's a promise, or, or I mean, it's a principle, mm-hmm. you know, train up a child in the way he'll go, and when he's older, he will not depart from it. You know, there th- that says, listen, lay down a super strong foundation so that yeah. when they're older, they will know where to turn back to. And one of our theme verses, of course, for uh, this year is Jeremiah 6.16, you know, and that's an important verse. I think it even kind of comes alongside this, and it says, this is what the Lord says, stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old godly way and walk in it. Mm-hmm. Travel in its path, and you will find rest for your souls. So that's our our theme verse for yeah. the year, and that says, "Listen, young people are going to come to a crossroad, and they're going to have a decision to make. Yeah. And if they have the ability to look down the road a little ways because of their their past, yeah. they can look down the road and say, boy, that isn't the direction I want to go, or this is the direction I want to go. And then they're going to travel that path. They're going to walk in it. So we believe it's super important for us to lay down that foundation in the most creative ways we can, mm-hmm. the most engaging ways we can, the most critical thinking ways we want. We want to teach our young people how to think, not yeah. what not what to think, but how to think. And um, that's going to be important for us that we do that in a way um, that's going to take, that's going to take resources and people um, and energy and vision and direction to be able to get that accomplished. I think that's just amazing when you're talking about, because you look at the the legacy of your ministry and youth. uh, You know, I'm an example of that. I was in your youth group and, Mm -hmm. and, here I am you know, back. So, I mean, that, that truth that you just brought out in Proverbs, that is so important to realize that the effect is, is long, it's long game. You know, you invest now, yeah. you reap the benefits later uh, and it may take some time, but sure. it's amazing. We see uh, the legacy investments that have happened in years past are coming back now uh, to invest again, back in the church, be a part of the growing community. I, I see this. Um, I, I've, I've told Pastor Matt and Chelsea, both of this all throughout their careers as well. You're a seed planter. You're mm-hmm. planting tons and tons of seed. Yeah. Right. And you, some sometimes you'll see some come to harvest quickly, but most it's after they have a child of their own. Mm-hmm. They, they get married. They have a kid. They realize that kid's going to spend eternity somewhere, and they seem to come back to their foundation yeah. roots. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To, to to ask for the old way and then walk in that. And yeah. so that's what we see. So um, we don't get discouraged when we just plant a lot of seeds because we know there's a big harvest coming in the future. And I think that's a great testimony when you look around and you see that happening. I mean, it should be, you know, for you, I mean, to see that all these people that were a part of a youth group as kids uh, are now coming back to invest in the ministry. Absolutely. Which is, uh, which is so important. And I think that, uh, that again, is an anomaly in a church. I mean, a lot of times kids move out and they don't ever come back and they're part of another community. I think that's really kind of a special thing. And, and I, and I, I thank the Lord for this. I've been in this ministry since the day it opened. Of course, mm-hmm. my dad was our founding pastor, but of course I've been on, on staff for 37 years. Yeah. I was a youth pastor here for 11. And, um, and so youth get me excited. I love ministering to young people. I love hanging out with them and having a great time. And it's always been an important core value that we had. We yeah. had, we had youth group right from the get go right yeah. at Harbor light. And, um, and so now that's part of who I am and that's a part of who we are together. And, um, uh, so it's exciting to be able to have that longevity. Mm-hmm. So the things that are important to me, um, I can make sure that we get appointed back in the right direction. A lot of churches, you know, um, a lot of churches get focused at the people with the money in their pocket, right? Yeah, Young yeah. people don't have money in their pocket. Right. Yeah. They take money out of your pocket. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, but we want to focus on those people that need our time, talent and treasures to be yeah. able to help them grow. And uh, so now getting the people with the money in their pocket to focus back there with me is, mm-hmm. is our goal. Yeah. Well, I, you know, some, some of those seeds you planted, maybe you weren't, uh, maybe you're hoping they weren't going to grow, but here we are. Hey, welcome. Yeah, there we are. Uh, you know, so the, the question is, uh, uh, 
what it feels like to be going where we're going. What, what are some things that we should begin to expect to experience as we're moving forward as the church? Well, of course, you're going to hear about it a lot more. Yeah. Uh, Vision leaks out about every 25, 24 days. And so you should hear about it every month. We're yeah. going to be able to bring some kind of a spotlight and some kind of emphasis to what God's calling us to. But um, but also you're going to start seeing us talk about those um, practical things like building, mm-hmm. um, equipment, personnel. Yeah. You yeah. know, I believe that I believe that this is going to take um, some more people coming on staff to come alongside Pastor Matt yeah. and, and Chelsea and to see some people kind of pick up that and um, so you're going to see more staff coming on, which means we're going to need more resources to be able to, yeah. to financially support these people. But we're going to see a tremendous um, outgro- uh, outgrowth of uh, what God's doing. And I think um, some of these revivals that are happening on college campuses mm-hmm. um, should give us hope and give us excitement. And uh, to see some of that even happen on a high school and uh, junior high and, and elementary level as yeah. well. Um, so that's what I'm going to see. So uh, start praying with me, everyone yeah. at Harbor Light. If you're a Harbor Lighter, please start pl- praying. In anybody that's a you know a more podcast person, just start praying. There's a building right next door that we believe that God wants us to have for yeah. for this big uh, new surge that we're going to have. So uh, start praying for the VFW Hall that uh, God opens that door. Yeah, that it's that's sort of like a linchpin for the growth that will happen because it's it's a it's a huge opportunity for us. Yep. Uh, it's right on our campus, basically. It's yep. right next. It's the same color as our building. I mean, I don't know yeah. if God's like we did, did that, that on purpose. We, we did that on purpose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just started praying about it. Yep. Um, yeah. So it's an exciting thing, and so yeah, I think you're right. We need to be praying about this, and you know, I think growth sometimes is uh, sometimes a little frustrating, sometimes confusing. You know, it just as part of the nature of the whole thing. But at the same time, you know, uh, you just embrace it, enjoy it. You know, be like our predecessors who were flexible enough to see this ministry where it is today, where they were willing to move from another building to the next building or build what needs yeah. to be here right now. Right. Uh, those things are important. And so, you know, uh, I think Dave Droshi used to say, Pastor Dave Droshi used to say, blessed are the flexible for they should not be broken. Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely, you know, a key phrase for us as we're moving forward is, you know, God help us be a flexible community and allow God to uh, use us and be a part of it. Uh, you know, no is easy to say, you know, because that you don't have to be committed to anything then, but you know, yes is more of a challenge. I love that, man. You know what Holy Spirit just said to me when you said that? What? No is easy, but it can be very expensive. Yeah. Long-term expensive. If you say no to the wrong thing, it can really cost you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's good. Somebody should write that one down. You should. I think it's a sermon waiting for you to preach. Uh, okay. The last question I wanted to ask you is, uh, how are we going to do this? Mm-hmm. Literally. I mean, what's the, I'm talking about nuts and bolts. How are we going to do this? I mean, it, it's great. We have a vision and God's given you something that's important for us to do as a community, but how, how are we really going to do this? Well, I'm, we're going to start with prayer. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're going to get that prayer room. It's, uh, it's starting to now come around the final bend where we're going to start throwing some drywall and some carpet on the, on the, you know, in that, in that room, it's going to come together yeah. and we're going to start praying this thing into existence. And, um, and then we're going to really start kind of casting that vision out there so that people can get behind it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm a firm believer in having a good, solid plan so that we can move forward. And because when we make it, when we make the vision simple, yeah, those that read it can run with it, yeah, right? I want to be able to make it super simple yeah. and put those practical steps together so that people can read the vision, read what our goals are, and then grab a hold of it and say, how can I help make this happen? Yeah. Uh, and definitely, uh, too, I mean, another, another, uh, basic practical thing is, you know, if you have not been a regular giver mm-hmm. to the church, mm-hmm. you know, now's a good time to understand that blessing in the principle in scripture is to, to give, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's something that, you know, at least in my lifetime, it's been a process of me understanding how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been, I think pretty much a faithful giver, but at the same time, you know, understand that principle is so important that, you know, a lot of us are willing to give up our, our time because it's an easy thing to extend. It's an easier thing to do because, you know, we can allot that time. But when you start talking about money, that's when people get a little nervous. It's like, yeah. uh, you, you want to, you want us to give what we have for whatever. Can I tell you some, a core value that we have here at Harbor Light? One of the things is, is about giving. Yeah. Uh, my dad, um, he would say, listen, things are really tight right now. Mm-hmm. Who can we bless? Yeah. Who can we bless? Yeah. What can we plant? into somebody else's life that we need the harvest. Yeah. Right. It would, it's kind of, it, it really kind of 
ruffles a lot of people's feathers, right? Yeah. But there were times when you can give towards what you need. Yeah. Yeah. And it, some people don't always get that, that principle, don't mm-hmm. understand it, but it's a very, it's a, it's a very well-known principle in scripture. It's over and over again. The, the apostles talk about it. The Old Testament talks about it. It's not something that we just come up with, you know, off the top of our, our head. And it's just the knee jerk reaction to try to get money into the building. Uh, this is something that blesses you more than it blesses anyone else because God sees your sacrifice and then uses you as a vessel, mm-hmm. you know, and that's really, like you said, you, that's what you want to be is that conduit for God to do more things. And, you know, the thing that I've, I've learned over the years is that, you know, that, that money I'm holding on to for whatever it is, um, is short lived, right? Cause I attain whatever I want and that's it. We're done. But when you give to the kingdom, it, it seems like it becomes more than what it was before. You know, it, it changes the life. It helps something, it makes something happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more you do that, uh, it's amazing how God begins to bless you as a conduit because he sees you as the potential to be that blessing. You're not one of those people that holds tightly to what they have. And God begins to just really bless you. And I've, I've heard that story over and over again, especially in our church. Uh, you know, the Monti family is one of the, the big contributors with our, our church and has been faithful to this ministry since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, and I really believe that a lot of their success happened because of their lifestyle. Oh, hundred percent. They give, 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 give. And uh, if you ever met them, you would not know that these people own all these companies and that they have all these things and resources, but they've given to missions to this church, to the people uh, all the time. That's just one example. We got hundreds of examples in this church where people are starting to do that and they see the return, not because they're expecting it, because God sees them as uh, a safe investment, somebody that, you know, is going to do what he needs them to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's just a beautiful thing. And I think people in the church, especially the younger ones that are, you know, millennial age, people that are just starting out in their careers, uh, don't get so tightly uh, to hold tightly to what you have as being the priority for your life, begin to find out uh, what this resource can do for God. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, it's amazing how God says, hey, you know what? That 10 bucks that you just gave in the offering is actually going to change his life here or do this or do that. Right. And and that should be more of a rewarding aspect of your Christian journey than anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because it's, it's short-lived. I mean, I was just watching a documentary on uh, uh, what's the what's the quarterback, uh, the real famous one? Uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. But anyways, the quarterback was sharing about his his life, and uh, he's like, you know what? I've got all this money. My wife left me. You know, I don't have a great relationship. Uh, he was in the Buccaneers. Um, um, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Thank you. And uh, this is recent. This is recent. Well, it might have been recent, but it was just okay. in a documentary I found uh, on one of our channels we were listening to. And he was talking about how his life is just like garbage. He just doesn't have any joy. And he's trying to figure out what he's going to do in his life. Now he's getting into his latter part of his 40s. And, uh, you know, he even started talking about you know, spiritual things. He's like, maybe that's, maybe that's what I need to start focusing on or whatever. But the fact is, is that, you know, just because you have all this stuff, it's not going to, you know, give you this life that you think you've always wanted. Like we really talked about on Sunday, right? Yeah. The difference between success and being significant and right. having a life of significance. And you, and you I, guys and, talked and, about and, it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I gave the quote right from the end of the Schindler's List movie. Yeah. That's yeah. I, I love that quote. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and that, that's a life worth living. Right. You know, and just like I, I even talked about the week before when you guys were uh, out, um, talked about what are we going to write for our memoir? What are the mm-hmm. last words that you want people to know about your life? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can give a whole list of things you've accomplished, but the only thing that really matters most is, you know, does God see me as a, worth, uh, a life worth lived mm-hmm. that I do exactly what he wanted? So uh, that's important. Well, do you have any wrapped up uh, questions for us? Because we're at the end of our time here. No, I think, uh, I think we're ready to go. Please come out. Um, this is going to be airing on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, so come out tomorrow night, Friday night, to Harbor Light from 7 to uh, 9 p.m. We have uh, Stephen Wilson coming That's in. right, yeah. And uh, it's going to be really powerful. I really encourage you. Come on out and be a part of uh, what is culture and um, Christians interacting with culture and uh, and how we can get ready for the weekend, of course. Then he'll speak again on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. What does it look like when Christians blend into culture? Yeah, Right. And then, uh, of course, the after the service Q&A special interview time luncheon uh, in the Solid Rock Center cafeteria. He's a smart guy. He is. I, I really, 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 really was impressed when he was here yeah. last year. Yeah. He challenged me a lot. And I, I felt inadequate in the conversation I've had with him because mm-hmm. he, he's such a theologian. 
I just kept my mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to show all my cards. So, well, that's it for us. We look forward to seeing you next week. Uh, get a chance to answer that question. And remember, the big question is happening next week. So be prepared. Uh, some of us, some of you guys got your names in there quite a few times. So good luck to you. Oh, I shouldn't say good luck, right? That's right. not good. Uh, what should I say? Uh, God's blessing. God's right? blessing. Yeah, there you go. Well, <laughs> great. I'm going to get Twitters about that. Talk to you later. We want you to know, find, discover, change with us. More podcast ending transmission. Now.